How are y'all doing today? Cool? You alright? Sweet. Bastion's on his way. Okay. Do you guys remember anything about what we kind of talked about last week at all? Which, it's cool if you don't. I was just asking. Perfect. Ah! Trick question. Good. I'm glad you're here today. So on a recap, two things I was going to throw your way is we talked about Enoch and Lamech, if I say that right, and what was so special about men like them, those two guys, were by God's grace, they believed God and his word. That's kind of one part of it. Um, the other part was what were Enoch and Lamech hoping in, and their hope, of course, was in God's promise to save his people from Satan and sin. And so today, we're starting the next part in Genesis. And I'm going to give you three questions, okay? So I'm going to say three questions. I want you to try to remember them, because I'm going to read the scripture. I'm going to ask you something after that. First question. In these verses I'm about to read to you, what did God see? Okay, so remember that. In these verses I read, what did God see? The next question is, how did God respond to people's sin? Okay, remember that one. How did God respond to people's sin? The third question, who found favor in God's eyes? So we got, what did God see in those verses? How did God respond in people's sin? And who found favor in God's eyes? Okay, and I'll ask you those questions again after I read the scripture, all right? So who has a Bible can turn to Genesis 6, verses 5 through 8. And we're going to go into it as well. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of mankind was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. So the Lord was sorry that he had made mankind on the earth. He was grieved in his heart. Then the Lord said, I will wipe out mankind whom I have created from the face of the land, mankind and animals as well and crawling things and birds of the sky for I am sorry that I made them but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord okay so questions again after I read that what did God see in those verses you guys have any answers for that you want me to read it again let's go okay so I'm gonna read the verses again then the Lord saw the wickedness of mankind was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. So the Lord was sorry that he had made mankind on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Then the Lord said, I will wipe out mankind whom I have created from the face of the land, mankind and animals as well, and crawling things and birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. So, what did God see in those verses? Yes. He saw that man's sin was great, the wickedness in their hearts and their thoughts. So basically, the earth and each man's heart was full of sin. Okay? The last time God was seeing was in Genesis 1.31 when he saw that he created everything and it was good. Okay? But this time, he sees the wickedness that's been going on. Okay? But now God looks at his creation and is ruined by the fall. Because remember... When Adam and Eve disobeyed God and that sin kept in, it changed everything in that. So now, creation ruined by the fall and saw evil everywhere. So good, good answer. I like that. Now next question. How did God respond to the people's sin? He destroyed mankind. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. He was saddened over it, right? The flood and everything. We almost got to that part, but good call. Yeah, he was saddened over it and declared that he would bring judgment onto them, right? Because we got to remember, God is perfect goodness. So God is perfect goodness. God hates everything that is evil. He has to put judgment on it, okay? He has to address it. And so that was his plan on there. Good. So now, 
Who found favor in God's eyes? Anyone remember what I said? Red? Noah. That's it. Proen. Noah. While every other person was under God's judgment, God showed grace to Noah. Okay? So the main idea I'm trying to get for all of you real quick, I know I got a lot of reading, bear with me, that every part of us has been ruined by sin and will remain that way apart from God's grace. So apart from God's grace and mercy, we are ruined in sin, okay? And the reason why I want to go into this, I want to describe to you right here that Romans 5.12, therefore just as through one man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all mankind, right? Because he was our representative, and so because of that sin, it represents all of us. We've all sinned, fallen short. Now, Adam's sin, like a weed in a flower garden, okay? So you imagine some weeds in a flower garden. You ever pulled weeds before? Yeah, you have to constantly pull weeds, right? Beautiful flower garden, and a weed will sprout, and, but they spread, and they spread rapidly, and they're hard to fight. I mean, they're terrible to pull and fight, and it's just a mess. But just trying to get the whole thing out, the root and all, you know it. You know what's up. He knows. <laughs> so like Adam's sin, like a weed in a flower garden, has spread everywhere, okay? There, is not a, there was not a single person sin that is not infected. So everyone's affected by it, okay? Not just one, not just two, but everyone. So that every thought in people's minds and every desire in their hearts were always evil, Okay? So another way you can look at it, sin is like a deadly poison, right? You got a pitcher of water, pretty clear. You got it from your fridge, purified, all the goodness, nice cold. Got a little, little drop of poison, right? If I put one little drop of poison in this water, right, it's all poison, right? It doesn't just affect one part. It affects the whole thing. Good. Hopefully it's a good analogy for y'all, but that's the idea. It's a deadly poison that one drop will ruin the whole pitcher of water. And the Bible teaches us that sin has enslaved us, right? We're a slave to sin. As we were born in it, right? Because remember, we're either a slave to sin or we're a slave to Christ, right? And so right here, in Genesis, we're a slave to sin. We have been locked up basically in a prison cell, <laughs> if you want to imagine a way to look at it. We cannot break free from sin. But the reason we cannot break free from sin is because we don't want that freedom. We like our sin. You know, we, we love to live that by our nature. We love to live in sin. And so what can we do? How do we, how do we escape from that slavery of sin? Yeah, believing and repenting and believing in him. Mm, love it. So what can we do? We need God to deliver us from sin. And do you guys know what the word deliver means? What? That's another word, mailing, yeah. This, huh? In a general term, yes, it does mean that to deliver mail. But this sense, biblically, to deliver means to be free or be saved from captors like sin. So God delivers us from sin. He saves us from our sin. So when it's necessary, God himself to deliver us from sin, and we need God to deliver us from that sin to transform our minds, okay, and to change our hearts. Because we can't do that. We don't have that ability. Only through the Holy Spirit can we do that. Because, check this out, we need the Holy Spirit to give us new life in Christ, okay? We need God to show us grace like he did to Noah. Good example. Apart from God's favor, we will perish in our sin, and like the world did in Noah's day. So I'm going to ask you some other questions. I've got three more. I didn't really read these ones to you just yet, so I'm going to try this now. So does sin ruin only a part of us? No. 
holds the whole thing. Love it. No, sin can't be covered up or scrubbed out, right? If you've got a stain on your shirt, you can't scrub it out. It's there. Sin is there. Yeah. Get that beautiful white shirt, and your mom sees it, and you're, oh, man, it's bad. Mm, solid. You know. He knows. So that's the same representation. It stains our whole person, okay? Every thought we think, every desire we feel, right, every choice we make is sinful apart from God's grace. Pretty big step. So here's the next question. Why can't we break free of sin? Yeah, yeah, we've fallen short, you know, and then we also, here's the other look at it, is we actually love sin. Remember I was saying that, that we love our sin? You know, I like, my flesh wants to do what it wants to do in the flesh, right? It wants to live that way. I, that's only by yearning to God's holiness and having the Spirit help me, guide me out of that is the only way I can get away from that. Otherwise, I just live in it and dwell in it, right? Because we don't naturally want to get away from that. The Bible says that in their sin, people cannot obey God or submit to his word because they hate God. That's powerful. That's kind of hard to hear, that they choose to hate God as sinners, right? This is true for you and me and every person by nature. It's hard stuff to hear, but we need to hear it, right, to know the truth. But here's something else I'll ask you. What alone can deliver us from our slavery to sin? God. God, there it is, right there, God. Perfect. We need God to show us his grace, just as he did Noah. And he alone can change our minds to believe his word, right? He's the one that pulls us out from being dead and brings us new life. And he changes our hearts to love his laws, like you said, right? To be obedient in his laws. We change to love that. We should be, it shouldn't be burdensome to follow his obedience in law. We should love and take joy in that, right? His precepts. And our wills to choose his way. So let me read that again. He alone can change our minds to believe in his word, okay? Our hearts to love his law and our wills to choose his way. Apart from grace, apart from God's grace, we will die in our sin and come under God's judgment as the world was in Noah's day, okay? So if we're not with Christ, we're under his judgment. And it's, it's hard to hear. So today, parents, everyone, as you leave today, I want you to please remember to pray that your children will <laughs> need the sinfulness of sin and look to God for the gracious gift of new life by the Spirit. So please pray for them to understand that and understand what a joy we have in Christ and the, that he's overcome the world and sin itself. So we're thankful for that. So thank you guys for listening today. We'll go into a quick prayer and we'll get started with some worship. God, we're just so thankful for your ways and your thoughts and how you handle everything in our lives and how you've handled everything in the word. Um, that you came to us as a sacrifice to pay the penalty that we rightly deserve and you've given us new life and eternal life in you, Lord, and that we're not afraid of sin in that sense, that we know we can trust in you uh, as the one who's truly conquered that. And we're grateful for that, and we praise you, Lord, and thank you. And in your name we pray, amen.